Oh, for a man without guile. It pays to be cautious when you meet someone, I think. You can be courteous and polite, and even friendly, but no one becomes best friends during that initial meeting. Start as you mean to go is not exactly the best advice at that point either. You want to leave yourself a bit of room so you can get out of anything if need be. Be cordial and nice, but not too nice, if you know what I mean. You don't want to come across as fresh or simple. I don't know about you, but I'm usually reserved when I meet someone for the first time. I hope that I'm not impolite and have a friendly vibe that puts them at their ease. But all of that went out the window the other day. I'd rung my lawyer to organise a few things and it required a bit of paperwork to be done. They offered to send them, but they'd sent them before, and I'd picked up a set another time, and never got around to doing anything about it. The weather was good, and I was in the mood to get it sorted, and was pulling into the car park, when the car next to me started up its motor. My hands were on the steering wheel, and I was committed to completing the turn. I hoped that they'd seen me. The car was reversing, and whoever was driving was not looking on the left side of their vehicle, which is where I was, and the thought occurred that they were going to hit me. I floored the accelerator and hit the curb in front. Lifting a hand free, I quickly pumped the horn, but the car collided with mine the moment the horn sounded. I was lucky. The car missed my door and got the passenger door behind me instead. By the time I got out of my seat belt and clambered out, the male driver was rounding the boot of his car and bent over to inspect the damage on mine. He did not acknowledge or inquire after me, and his attitude was clear from the start. I didn't do that, he said, brushing a hand across a cobweb that hung over the petrol cap. That's from an old accident. It'll brush off. His denial and taking responsibility told me a lot about him, and too... I was convinced that he was not a panel beater. Whoever inspects your car will find that the paint embedded in it will match that of mine, and the dark paint on my car will be a perfect match for yours. It won't take them long to sort it out, I replied. I could have told him that the petrol cap had cobwebs on it because I barely drive and have not needed to put any petrol in it for six weeks. But it didn't matter. I felt no obligation to inform him. He looked up at me. Why did you hit me? he accused. You must have seen my lights come on when I started the motor. I didn't see your lights. Your motor didn't start until after I was in the car park.
you backed into me. You should have been looking behind you. I looked right, he said. I'd already passed him. You backed into me. The corner of your boot hit the side of my car. You weren't looking. And your car backed straight into mine. You did it. No, I don't think so, he said. I didn't want to argue with someone who was outright lying and looked around for someone else. Let's go inside and see my lawyer, I said. Why don't we get his opinion on it? A cop that I'd seen entering when I arrived stepped lively off the curb and into a police car that was parked two cars over. He would have heard the crash and the scraping sound of one car on another as he walked down the ramp between the buildings, but he left almost immediately. The other car was a Holden. Mine is a BMW. Both are older vehicles, but mine is quite solid, and the paintwork would cost more than his. The corner of his boot was dented and would need two panels replaced. No lights were damaged. My car is lower and his had scratched along the passenger door over the petrol cap and to the end of the car. His reflexes were not very quick. If he'd stopped straight away, it might have caused less damage to my car. I was not too worried. It was his bill. Had he glanced in the passenger's side mirror, he would have seen me. Do you have insurance? he asked. Of course, I said. Are you insured? He looked surprised that I would ask. What is your name and who is your insurer? he said. I might ask the same of you, I replied. Who are you? And can I have the name of your insurance, please? Well, if you're going to be like that, he said. I said, please, I answered. He was obviously used to asking questions, as am I, but my questioning seemed to offend him. He was not the man in charge. He was the man who had charged. I was aware that he was trying to take control, but would have preferred if he had taken control of his vehicle when he should have. I must admit I was annoyed. His lack of care and bad manners from the very first time that he opened his mouth had put my back up. And if he thought that he could put me off my guard by putting the blame on me, I was not so easily distracted. And I don't like liars. He went around the car. And as the motor started up, I used my mobile to take photos of his number plate and the damage on his car. He must have been using his mirror then, for he stopped reversing as I backed away, holding up my mobile. When he got out, he asked what I was doing. I was able to take better photos once the car stopped and I told him the photos were for my insurance company. We exchanged names and insurance company names, and he left. 
he was a lawyer. Not mine, thank goodness. But I wondered if it was why the cop had left so quickly. Perhaps he knew him. I felt sure that he would have heard the cars colliding. It made an awful crashing sound, and the scraping had gone on for a few seconds. It's a shame he didn't stick around, but it wouldn't be too hard to find out who he was. There were security cameras. I told the receptionist and legal secretary what had happened and flashed the photos that I'd taken and rang my insurance company. They assured me that my description of the collision matched the photos and that it was the other driver's fault. I had no excess to pay and they would take the matter to court if need be. That, of course, is why we all need to have insurance. I've only ever driven into one vehicle. It was a foggy day with oncoming sleet and driving rain, and the car I drove into was dark red and had no lights on. The other crash that I caused, I was only doing 40k on a road with a 60k warning, but it had had three accidents in less than two days, and there was oil slick on the road. The last five accidents I had were caused by men not looking where they were going. One was on his mobile and drove into a driveway where I sat in the car with the motor off and the handbrake on. Yes, it was stationary. He sat in his car yelling at me through his window and told me to get out of his lane. What lane, you idiot? I'm in a driveway, not on the road. Get your car out of my door. I also had a front seat passenger that witnessed it. <coughs> my insurance company asked me for a full explanation because he wanted to take me to court. He would have looked very silly. The front of his car was bent and buckled and my driver's door was almost folded in on itself. I was lucky that he was drifting so slowly when he hit me. Another time, another vehicle slammed into the boot of my Ford. I was in a queue, waiting for a green light. The inside lanes were open, but the far right turned into a major intersection. My brake light along the back of my window was on, but, bright as it was, the driver didn't see it. He was drunk. His bonnet was smashed when his motor got caught under the boot of my car. We're lucky my LPG tank is a long way inside, and his little car was stopped by my car's solid steel construction. I got whiplash when his car slammed into mine at 80 miles an hour. He did not even touch the brakes. My old girl was the brakes for him that day. I drove away to the appointment I had afterwards, but his car died 
after he drove it up on the footpath. He was yelling at me and said that I should have been moving. For some reason he did not see the other three cars in front of me at the traffic lights and once I parked the car I rounded on him. When I raised my voice he shut up. It helped that his wife was yelling at him too from inside their car. Another man scraped the passenger's side of my car while he was reversing in a commercial entrance. And can you guess? He blamed me and tried to shirk his responsibility. But I rang my insurance and they were happy to take charge of that unpleasantness. I know a lot of good and decent men, kind men, who would never dream of lying their way out of anything. But they're never around when accidents occur. If ever I have the misfortune to collide with some man and his vehicle again, I hope it is with someone that will ask first if I'm all right. I would really appreciate it if they would own up and admit that they were at fault straight away. It would save us both a lot of time. Now tell me, is that too much to hope for?